Hello, everybody, and welcome to Divi Chat, our final episode of 2021. Can you believe it? It's almost 2022. It's like we're living in the future. Uh, Eric is broadcasting this week from his tanning bed. I don't know if you guys can see that. <laughs> does, it, does it look oh, a little, oh, little oh, red? It's a little coming in hot. Coming in hot from Ohio. <laughs> He's in his mobile studio. I'm just giving you crap, Eric. So uh, he brought his lights with him on his trip. Oh, no. It's Aww, put him back. Oh, I'll, keep, okay. I'll keep playing. Don't worry. I'll keep it done. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, anyway, today is more of a freeform episode, even than usual. I know they're all a little bit freeform for us. But uh, what we wanted to do today is look back on the year. And it's, I mean, let's face it. This is year two of COVID. I'm like live and in person with COVID on the show right now. You could still hear it in clogging my brain and my head. Yeah. You um, should be wearing a mask. Two weeks today. <laughs> I should be wearing a mask. Right. Uh, so, um, anyway, so we're going to take a look back at some of the hard stuff, but let's, we're going to put a positive spin on everything as we like to do. What have we learned? What can we do better? What can we take away? And, and more so, what can we be super proud of ourselves for? for handling during this tough time. Now, this is going to be a look back on 2021, but it's also, isn't it almost like 2020 and 21 kind of just gel together? Like, I can't remember where one began and the other ended. But um, before we begin, let's just go around and do our intros. I'm Stephanie Hudson. I represent Focus WP, where we help people to outsource for success. Give uh, give us all the things that you aren't your strengths and um, you just stick to doing what you love. COVID has made that like my worst intro ever. I'm sorry, Tom, my partner, for doing such a terrible job. FocusWP.co, and let's just go around. Eric. Hey, everybody. My name is Eric, and this week I'm coming to you from Ohio. Uh, we are at the beginning of a four-month road trip, and so I'm going to be moving around here a bit every few episodes. But from Ohio, um, I have two digital marketing agencies, and we are gearing up the DiviAgencyCoach.com as a resource to help share what we're learning, what's working, what's not. And so that's where you can find me. Awesome. Um, I'm Sarah Oates from Endure Web Studios. You can catch me from at endure.com.au or Endure Web on the socials. I feel like I am racing and also crawling to the finish line. I'm hoping to finish work tomorrow, but I still have three websites to launch in the next 24 hours. So it's uh, all a bit hectic oh here in Australia. <laughs> yep. Well, thank you for showing up. Yeah. <laughs> hey, everybody. Tim Streifler here, and I'm broadcasting from San Clemente, California. And you can find me online at divilife.com, where I have all my Divi plugins, child themes, layouts, and tutorials. And yeah, I don't really have too much more to say than that for my intro. Um, I don't have a lot of cramming to do. I did all my cramming pre-Black Friday with all the launches yeah. I did. So now things are kind of starting to settle down and I can oh, relax nice. a little bit, which is much needed. Good for you. Yeah, you were nuts. How many products did you launch? Like 8,000? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> something like that, lot. yeah. That was close. So, um, how was your 2021, you guys? Do you feel like it was a success? Do you feel like it was a slog? How are you wrapping up? What's your? I mean, I know you're hectic with projects and stuff right now, but uh, just your general vibe. Do you feel like it was a good year? Yeah, I think I, I think it depends good. on. I, I think it depends on what you use as a metric. 
Um, so it was a mixed bag, you know, mm-hmm. good and some some things real good, some things real bad. Learned a lot. Um, so yeah, yeah, I'm similar. Like, like I feel like COVID was horrific, and lockdowns are not fun, and. I moved house at the start of this year, which, you know, just brings chaos. And I felt like it took me till probably Easter to recover from moving, like just kind of getting back on it because we were behind on tasks and like just kind of getting back on track with that. I tried using um, a a, um, dev freelancer uh, for a little while and then worked out maybe that wasn't quite the right fit for me. So like I feel like it's been a lot of things but equally like I'm kind of coming to the end of this year feeling like this should have been the biggest disaster and my bank account is in the best position it's been partly through also bringing on profit first like I just feel like this has been a roller coaster and I kind of feel like the roller coaster hasn't quite landed yet (laughs) it's still I'm not sure if it's going up or down I'm not really sure it's kind of ah the whole time you got the tick yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, how about you, Tim? That was a good one. Yeah. I mean, I guess kind of to reiterate, Eric and Sarah, definitely a mixed bag because, like Eric said, it's kind of depending on what what metric you look at. And yeah. part of that is as a product business coming off of 2020, 2020 was just like an anomaly of a year uh, where we saw like a COVID boost. And then because so many people were scrambling to like get online and revamp their websites and stuff. And since Divi Life, we sell products for web designers. When web designers are busy and they're scrambling to get client sites up and running and stuff, they buy products. And so as a result, like saw that COVID boost, which I think is, it was very similar to other online product companies in the WordPress space that I've, I've spoken to. Um, but then 2021, not quite as much of that. So it's like, okay, well, if I compare it to last year, it's like, well, then technically this year was down, but if I compare it to 2019, then it was way up. Yeah. So that's just like revenue speaking, but it's like, there's so many other metrics you can look at and, and the wins you can celebrate across the board. So, um, overall it was, it was a great year, um, on the personal side, like stuff, uh, Sarah mentioned, um, moving and stuff like that. Um, we had some remodeling projects that we we're forced to do because we had a, a leak that turned into mold. And, and then because of just how crazy this industry with, uh, remodeling is, especially in, um, the States, I don't know how it is globally, but it's like, yeah, everyone yeah. wants to remodel their house and do all these projects because people aren't traveling as much as they normally would. Yeah. And so the whole industry we just had is like, of supply. So yeah, just like no one has, too. you can't get timber. Like it's just, or steel, it's just not existent at the moment. Yeah, exactly. Like shortage of supply. So yeah, we haven't had an oven since July. <laughs> and so, yeah. And then luckily we have a stove, but our, our, we're supposed to get the oven last week. And then now we just found out it's delayed again until February because of the chip uh... shortage. <laughs> so, uh, so like, like home wise, like projects and stuff yeah. has just been a disaster of a year. <laughs> like everything that could have gone wrong. Like after we finished 
the kitchen that we were forced to do because of the leak we the kitchen flooded again because of something different and ruined our floor so oh my god floor in our kitchen <laughs> in months so yeah it's been oh. it's been a crazy year in that regard so when i look back on this year it's like it's like well what angle am i looking at it from because if i look at it from like home life you know it's been crazy Happy fisher field yeah. your pain. She yeah, hasn't had an oven since Kathy. November either. <laughs> yeah, it's brutal. It's brutal. Well, yeah, you're probably affected by the same chip shortage. <laughs> it's affecting so many. But yeah, you would anyways, never think I, that an oven needed a chip, would you? <laughs> I know. It's crazy. There's chips and everything now. It's yeah. like I'm half expecting like get notified by like a sweatshirt company that I bought a sweatshirt from. Like, oh, sorry, because of the chip shortage, we're not going to be able to give yeah. you your sweatshirt. Like, what? Yeah, <laughs> which could happen, right? Because their machinery might, like, they might true. something yeah. happens with their machinery, and therefore, right? Yeah, on flow effects. production. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, it's been a good year. It hasn't been a great year, yeah. um, but the looking forward to 2022. I keep seeing all these memes. You guys have probably seen them where when you realize that 2022 is pronounced 2020 T O O as a <laughs> the second so version of 2020 again. <laughs> oh no. So, I think Omicron anyway. has really um, ramped that feeling up, certainly in Australia, um, yeah. that feeling of like, we kind of felt like, cause we all finished our lockdowns kind of, I don't know, maybe October, something like that. Um, and so kind of coming out of October, we felt like, okay, we're like, we're getting there and our vaccination rates started like going right up. And we were kind of like, yes, we're coming into summer. This is amazing. And all of a sudden Omicron comes and we're like, oh crap. <laughs> and so all of a sudden, like everyone's getting cautious. And I think everyone's wariness of maybe 2022 isn't what we were hoping it might be. Um, so yeah, I think there's definitely that looming feeling here in Australia that we felt like we had got there and maybe maybe you know I think we came out of 2020 feeling like 2021 was gonna be amazing and 2021 was so much worse than 2020 and so I think everyone's hesitant to feel like 2022 is gonna be amazing but gee I hope so <laughs> I really hope you know, so don't you almost feel though like like we even though it sucks like at least we kind of have it figured out a little bit now like you have, like at first it was everybody scrambling. Yeah. Well, not us, but a lot of people scrambling to get it set up to work at home yeah. or scrambling to figure out like, what is homeschooling my kids look like? Or all these other things. Like at least we have like kind of like a system now, you yeah. know, like you guys know yes. how to do it. Like I'm sure Sarah, Eric, when your kids, I don't know, Eric, do you homeschool your kids or they, do they go to school? Yeah, we, we homeschool. We homeschool. You already homeschool. So, but like Sarah, when your kids are going to school and then there's a shutdown, you know, like you now yeah. have a sort of a system in place. So I kind of think just that alone it is going to make it at least take an edge off yeah, of yeah. everything. Yeah. Well, well we're not, been... we're not, we're not rushing it, you know, rushing around trying to figure out Clorox wipes to wipe off all the groceries right. before yeah. we bring them into the house. So <laughs> more, it's more of a, well, we have, so we, we also don't have that extreme side of the fear. Yes. That, right. That, we had in 2020 when this all started and you know gosh you were afraid to bring anything into the house even so yeah yeah i know and then you couldn't buy toilet paper like remember all that craziness i mean like yeah. sometimes it's easy to sort of feel tired right now and to think like oh yeah this was a hard year but 
if we sort of do look back at the year that we survived before this, yeah. the, I was when I was doing the social graphic for this year, the graphic for our wrap-up show in 2020 was literally a cartoon of a dumpster on fire. Um, <laughs> I remember that. It feels like it was like a week ago. Like, I know. <laughs> it feel that long ago. A year ago. A year ago this week, it was the dumpster yeah. fire was it of 2020. Yeah. So I think like, there's nowhere to go but up from that, right, you guys? Yeah. Um, I, I'd i like to share a win that I had this year. It was a hard one win. Is that a, win? Is that a thing? Uh, but I staffed up this year. Um, nice. I, I mean, I preach outsourcing all the time. And I try and help agencies sort of bridge the gap, of course, with focus. Like when you're not quite there for a full-time person, and maybe not as regular. I don't know. So we can provide outsourced services, of course. But when you're at that point where you can start bringing on full or part-time staff. So I hired two uh, part-time people this year, which I didn't, I didn't plan on two. I planned on one and it was hard. It took me like, how many assistants did I hire? Five or six? So it, it started back in uh, 2020. It took me a long time. But now I'm telling you, Whatever I and I and then I brought on a project manager as well. And it's not all perfect yet, and it's not all smooth. And I am still like, you know, it's a it's a lot of pressure because now I have mouths to feed. So I got to make sure it's not just yeah. me taking money out of the bank account now. Uh, Sarah, you know, you you hired a Tim. You like you guys all have people, but for me, whenever I I this past just like month, four or five weeks, I went to a conference that I thought I would be able to sort of work through, you know, and I couldn't, I had no Wi-Fi, and I ended up being like busy for most of it. And then I came back and then uh, my pal, Andrew Palmer came and spent a couple of days with me, which sort of took me away from my office for a couple of days. And then I got hit with COVID like four days later. And then I was completely incapacitated the whole full week, the whole first week. And I'm telling you, like the stress level of all that is there, but compared to what it would have been just six months ago, like to yeah. know that my girls were there and they were handling client issues. They were sending things to the devs. They were communicating. I didn't even have to cancel my meetings. Like they went and said, listen, Steph's really sick. She's got COVID. Can we, and everybody was so gracious too, which is of course, I mean, I know everybody gets it, but you feel so bad when you're sick, you know, like yeah. having to cancel things because people have goals and things they're trying to get to. So that's just something that I wanted to share. I know it's not always the right time. You know, when if you're listening or watching right now, is it the right time for you to bring on staff? I, I don't know for your business, but I wish I had done it earlier. I truly yeah. do. And it was like, I didn't, it's not like I had extra money in the bank for this. And I wish I was that kind of proactive financial person, you know, but I'm just not. But the second I knew I was doing it, boom, I just stepped up and just, you know, shook the trees, brought in more work and boom, it just happened. It was just there. It wasn't, it's not even really hard. You know, we all know what we're doing. We just have to get ourselves, we just have to sort of put yourself out there a little bit too, you know? And uh, I don't know, I, I'm rambling. I have a well, little bit the, of- The nice thing about hiring, the nice thing about hiring is employees come with a payment plan. Um, you don't have to have- yeah the whole year salary, you know, you, you need to have the next paycheck. Um, right. And then you get to go out and work and, and bring in the next paycheck and you can start part-time and, and kind of grow into it. Um, but even if this isn't a right time, I think a big lesson that 
um, uh, hopefully a lot of uh, people learn because I'm in the same way now where if something happened to me, you know, Peter's full time and I've got part time people like the things would things would keep going. But when the tornadoes hit in the middle right. of the United States here uh, a couple weeks ago and over just the last two weeks, actually, um, suddenly it became a, you know, I became aware of some, some, you know, one person operations out there. They had no, they had no house, they had no power. Yeah. And now their source of it, how are they going to make income? So even if you're not ready to hire staff, reach out to somebody you trust and say, Hey, listen, let's exchange um, access to our last pass or whatever, but come up with a system where just like, yeah. if I get hit by a bus, like yeah. you step in, um, and just having that partnership, I'll, I'll cut, I'll got, I'll get your back if you've got mine. And so, um, yeah, because I mean, you don't know what could, could happen. So there's, there's ways to have yeah. a backup plan, even if it's not hiring staff. Speaking yeah, of, this is top secret info. So don't tell anybody yet, but, uh, just the, just the seven or 800 of us here now, um, you, <laughs> we're starting, we're going to start, uh, a little insurance emergency policy with focus. That's awesome. So that you can have stuff saved someplace where we don't have access to it. And then we can have an emergency access if there's a crisis comes up so we can look after your clients and yeah, get them into the right place. Yeah. So Indeed. I'm going to. That sounds awesome, Stephanie. And I, that's something I need to figure out soon. But um, it, that kind of reminded me of what, and then also what Eric was saying, where like, I feel like it's like spend the time reflecting, but spend more time on planning and looking mm. forward. Um, yeah. Obviously, like figure out what went right, what went wrong, the things you can improve. But like, I think at least for me, I like to focus on, okay, well, what do I want to do? And not just what do I want to accomplish, but how am I going to accomplish it? What like actual, like tangible steps am I going to take to make that happen? I think I mentioned it a few weeks ago, but it's like, you can say like, oh, I want to do this. I want to, you know, have this many more clients or have this many more maintenance monthly, uh, maintenance clients. But unless you actually have like actionable steps that you can go and implement, then you can start to actually see those results come true. Um, and on that note, we're talking about outsourcing and having a team. Now's the time to do that. Now's the time to be like, okay, looking ahead into 2022, how can I grow my business? Well, a great way is to outsource. And like Eric said, you don't have to start with a full-time employee. You can start gradually, whether that's part-time or one thing that you can do is start like outsourcing, which is really just like hiring professionals, for example, like if you do your own taxes, well, stop wasting your time doing your own taxes. That's probably a huge waste of time that you could be focused on building your business. Like, okay, you spend a lot of time doing this. Okay, well, who can you hire to do that to take yourself out of it? Um, because chances are it's a bottleneck in your business. And I love Focus WP because that's a great step into how can you get stuff off of your plate will hire people that specialize in it, like focus WP yeah. that they're going to handle that for you. Um, Stephanie, you can, uh, I'll send you the invoice for that shout out. <laughs> but yeah, anyways, I think, I guess the point I'm trying to make is, is looking forward, figuring out what you want to do 
in 2022 to grow your business. And like these last few weeks of the year are the best time because things are naturally slower unless you're Sarah cramming to launch sites. Um, and you can what talk about right now is the word that he hates that we all call resolutions, but he hates yeah. them. No. <laughs> well, resolution like a wish without a, a, something without a plan is just a wish. What is that expression? Whoa. I don't know. What um, happened to your lights? The sun. Is- so my, my lights are literally demon possessed. Um, <laughs> not literally, but they're glitchy where all of a sudden I'll come uh, into my office in the morning and like one of my lights, it's always just one. It's just on. Yeah, I have a, I have a light in my home office that does that. Yeah, random. And, and right now okay. they're both on, but then one decided just to like turn up to the brightness of the sun, yeah. just randomly. Hey, remember me? Yeah. <laughs> the winter solstice, but I don't know if that's entirely true. The sun is. I don't think that has anything to do with his lights. Um, okay, so we've got some questions here. Speaking of, let's see what everybody's up to in the chat. I see several folks are um took some time to learn um and brenda baber i can never remember if it's baber or yeah i think it is Baber. okay hopefully i said it right barbara brenda oh (laughs) (laughs) guys what is happening 2021 gave us a chance to slow down our personal lives we'd done loads of traveling prior so it was nice to just sit back and relax for a bit Relax? What is this relax you speak of? <laughs> uh, let's see what else we have. I know uh, uh, Sherry Winslow. Sherry learned not to pay 16K for a coding boot camp. <laughs> okay, so you had a hard lesson that you learned. The company that provided it had outdated materials, poorly qualified Aww. staff, tutors, TA support. Oh, no. And you don't get what so you pay for. Tim and David's program, Udemy and free online materials are much better. Nice. Um Sorry that you went through that, yeah. but uh, you learned some some good lessons. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess for going forward with some of that Thanks, stuff. Thanks, for being a student. <laughs> yeah, stick to, your, uh, stick to your community and see what other folks are doing to look for, you know, that social proof to make sure that you're getting into things because it's, um, learning is important. So Steve Parks perks oh my god i'm gonna just mess up every name just please don't get mad at me everybody phenomenal year for me way to go steve started learning wp and divi in the spring and before i could catch my breath landed a couple of meaty high-paying projects that's awesome that is nice. so good, good to hear we are so grateful to have you in our community of regulars tuning in for the show um Aaron, he's a he's a new um TV chat listener, I think. He's doing design during the day and driving at night. Oh, I've listened to around 50 hours of TV chat in three months. <laughs> yes. uh, so he hears Miro in the chat a lot. I don't know. You hear him in the chat? It's probably Anyway, we're glad to have you, Aaron. And we're excited to watch your business grow as well. Um, who else? Nancy was a year, said it was a year of learning for her taking courses and learning from her mistakes on how to work better. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, that's where it's at too, guys. You want, we want to yeah. keep, we want to keep learning, keep growing. And, you know, this year too, I think with all the stresses uh, from COVID and everything else, like not being too hard on ourselves is also kind of good, right? <laughs> yeah. So Sarah, you said you wanted to try a little something. 
Yeah, yeah. I was just thinking maybe we could all share like a lesson, oh, sorry, like a win or two for each of us. Like it doesn't have to take forever. Um, and then maybe something where we've like failed hard or just had a really hard lesson, like something that we've kind of learnt from this year. And then something like what we're planning for next year, if there's stuff that's kind of springing out to us. So I could share um, a win for me. So a win for me would be I started taking Profit First seriously, which I know isn't technically, you know, um, web focused, but it is freelance focused. Um, I think I have very much, like my business has been going seven years, something like that. And I've very much been month to month, like literally just having enough money to kind of get by. I would say I never had more than $10,000 in the bank. And that was like, really awesome when I had like 10,000 in the business account. And so it was kind of always like, I aimed to have the money for the next month before the month started, but that was it like that. And I always wanted to have three months kind of backed up, but I just never could get there. And then this year I started doing profit first and um, which if you don't know about it, there's books and stuff around. I haven't actually, I bought the book, but I haven't actually listened to it, but I watched lots of YouTube videos and I got my system set up. And since then, like I've actually been following it and my bank balance has been growing surprisingly. And I think what it's because um, I think the guy, what's his name? Steve something. Um, Mike, he, Mike Michael Mike, That's it, Mike. <laughs> oh. He talks about the fact, which actually I've taken a lot of lessons from, of the fact that, you know, if you don't have a plan for your money, you just absorb it. Like as you kind of grow. So I started with my business having barely any money to like having more money, but I just kept absorbing it into paying us more and paying us more and like buying new computers and buying new monitors and kind of absorbing the money. Um, but if you don't have a plan for it, you'll just keep doing that. And as you keep growing, you just keep absorbing the money. And um, I know we're not up to lessons, but one of the lessons that I took from that was actually my time is the same. As much time as I give myself to do work, I just absorb it with things. But if I give myself less time, I'm usually more productive with that time. And I think I've become more productive with my money. And I've been, I realized I couldn't afford to give myself a pay rise, which then meant I was storing money. And my goal is now to get to the three months worth of money and I'm at two months. So like hey, that's happened over the last awesome. kind of few months. It's happened since COVID um, and just kind of thinking differently about my money and reassessing where I was spending money and, you know, getting rid of some subscriptions and making different choices has meant I'm just in a different position and it makes me feel different about my business. And I feel like maybe I'm not just kind of doing it month to month in the same way that I was. So I know that's kind of off the track, but I think it's very relevant for us as yeah. freelancers that Super we relevant. can just absorb all our money very easily. Um, yeah. And I was doing that for seven years. And when you think about that, imagine what I could have been doing if I had have been working with my money a little bit differently in those seven years. So that's awesome. Yeah. And honestly, that's something that doesn't get talked about enough because like in web design, it's always about like getting more clients or higher paying yeah. clients. And then like any business, you know, in entrepreneurship, Facebook groups and stuff, it's always talking about revenue and everything. But it's like at the end of the day for a business, it's about profit. Like yeah. it doesn't matter what your revenue is if your expenses exceed your revenue. And so uh, <laughs> when you said, Sarah, you haven't read the book, but you've implemented it and you bought it. It reminded me of there's a line in the office where Michael Scott was talking and, and she's like, have you have you read Lee Iacocca's book? He's like, read it. 
I own it, but no, I haven't read it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's what YouTube's for, right? Like they kind of give you the short version of it. And then I was able to implement it in YNAB, which is a software that I use for budgeting for our personal life. And so, you know, I didn't need the book. I will read it at some point. If you guys are interested in that topic, Mike Michalowicz is the man. And uh, I would would also maybe recommend even Toilet Paper Entrepreneur first because that book talks about – do you own that book, Sarah? No, I don't own that book. (laughs) That one talks about um, how, like, his analogy is with toilet – he does it with a bunch of different things, but basically the one that's not as gross is the dinner plate that, like, if you the smaller plate you have, the less – you put on it. And so yeah. if you keep your money for expenses in a smaller place, then you don't yeah. spend as much on it, you know, so sort of like that, but much better. Maybe one day we can do like a bonus app and just talk about profit first F sometime, because uh, I'd love to talk about it, particularly from the perspective of he recommends having like eight bank accounts. I don't have eight bank accounts. So I think there's other ways to yeah. do it that aren't as crazy yeah. as what he suggests. So happy yeah, to I would do a bonus that. if anyone wants yeah. that at some point. Eric is a big Michael Motorcycle fan. Guys, yeah. I'm nice. feeling better. You know what photo I would pull up right now, but I'm not going to do it. Terrible photo. Anyway, who else has got a win from this year? Yeah, I I will. Um, from I'll stick with the the, the money theme. Um, we've had a great year. Um, adding recur additional recurring revenue sources. Um, yeah. In fact, I was just working on some end of year stuff today and our, uh, as if things just continued, our current monthly revenue for next year, we will make more money than we made this year um, just in recurring revenue. So awesome. even nice. if we did no new projects or took on nothing That's new, amazing. we have enough recurring revenue for next year to just run the business. Um, That's amazing. So that was that. really exciting to, to see that. Um, but I got into it because my, my bookkeeper, who was the very first person I outsourced to on a regular basis, back to what Tim said a little bit ago, um, I got a bookkeeper to take care of my QuickBooks uh, cause I was not doing a good job of it. Laura, she's amazing. Um, and she challenged me, that number. <laughs> she, she challenged me to, um, for, she said, I think you can do it for, you know, three months. Um, she goes, I think you can go in and find one expense a week to cut or reduce. Nice. Um, and, uh, so this is my second week. And so I was working on it today and that made me think about, where are we with the recurring revenue? So I put a spreadsheet together and ran a bunch of stuff and was kind of mind blown by that. But it was also, we we have to get some of our expenses under control. Yeah. You know, I heard a couple things there, Eric, that I don't know if other people heard this when you said it, but you've done a few things that are tough to do sometimes. You did business owner things. You weren't yeah. just doing the work, you're working on your business, which is so tough to find the time and to force yourself to do it. But like Eric took time to review his expenses and you're probably tracking those someplace, right? And then you made a spreadsheet to track your recurring revenue. Like I'm sure that took you a couple hours of thinking time, you know, that you didn't take projects on and you weren't dealing with clients. And so that's that's the goal, you guys. That's where you got to 
start heading in that direction, being able to block out time for those kind of things. And, you know, there's lots of ways to do it. Either do just do less of the other stuff or outsource, you know, things like that. But um, those are, it's important because if you don't know where you're at with your expenses versus your revenue, I mean, how do you know how much you can pay yourself? How do you know if you can afford to hire staff? Like the, all that stuff sounds awful to us as yeah visionaries and right brainers and stuff, but it's so important. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think finding the time to work on your business rather than just always in your business, because to a certain extent, especially, you know, if your business is less than a few years old, you're going to spend a significant time amount of time in your business, being the owner operator where you're doing the work for the deals that you closed, right? Mm -hmm. Building the websites, configuring hosting, stuff like that. But if you can kind of separate yourself from that and work on the business, like what Eric talked about, where he found new ways to create recurring revenue uh, and really creative ways too, we've, that we've talked about quite a few times um, the last few months, like that's really what separates like being an owner operator, which there's nothing wrong yeah. with that from being a business owner. Uh, and so like, for example, owner operator, you're like a, a solopreneur. Again, nothing wrong with that if that's where you want to be, but you're doing everything yourself kind of a thing opposed to like what Stephanie mentioned where she was able to take time off at a conference. She got sick and she had a team that handled things for her where like if you can remove yourself from the business and the business still like functions, you know, for the most part, like then that's like a really good thing. And again, if, if you want to stay small, you want to stay a solopreneur, there's nothing wrong with that. You like that, the freedom, the independence, you not, don't have more mouths to feed. That is great. And that's awesome. Um, and, and for a lot of people, that's where you want to be and you don't have any desire to grow, but I think it's worth considering, okay, well, do you want to be an owner operator where if you go on vacation, you don't make money, or do you want to have a business that is almost in a sense independent from whether or not you are working on a day-to-day -day basis or even just uh, if you want to be a solo operator like spending some time on your business is really important yeah so totally. like at the in december last year i launched our new website so i've done maybe three websites over the seven years and both times when I've upgraded my website, it's taken a significant amount of time. I've invested money into like photos and different bits and pieces. But every time the quality of our clients has gone up after we've launched the new website. And so, yeah, that spent that was time and effort into and money into my spending business that I wasn't business, spending yeah. building other people's websites. But like this year, the quality of our clients and because I also worked on Google a little bit, then I'm getting more inquiries through Google rather than just through referrals. And that stuff all makes a difference. But you have to put the time aside to be able to actually invest in your business or, it's, you know, it just stays the same and, you know, it might chug along and you might be fine with that. But if you can invest a little bit of time into your business, there's definitely big returns, even if you just want to be solo. I'm only laughing because we're oh, we're working we're so close to launching our new Are website. You? But the staging domain is the, the subdomain part of it is new twenty twenty. That's when <laughs> we started that's when we started working on the new in transit website. So yeah. uh yeah, but we're we're so I finally just bit the bullet and I had about six pages. Um, I needed content for, I kept putting off. I finally just hired a copywriter to nice. get the copy written. So it's, it, oh, it's, it's just the worst doing your own site. 
Uh, yeah, the word. Yeah. So yeah, but anyway, yeah. new 2020 is the subdomain. That's pretty funny. The new 20. We cannot wait yeah. to see your 2020 website. You're this, going to hate it immediately as soon as you launch it. It's yeah. This old. year, no, I know exactly how this is. This year, I implemented uh, a new version of my site that was from a 2019 subdomain. So <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. Yep. <laughs> Our focus site about killed us getting that up. And then there was so much stuff that we're like, oh, why didn't we change this? Or why don't we, you know. Um, well, guys, we're already quarter till the top of the hour. So you know what everybody wants to hear anyway. They're all just sticking around to hear the stuff that we messed up on. What were our lessons learned? What were the, what went wrong this year? I've got one, but I don't want to go first. I feel like Tim should go first because he didn't get to share a win properly. <laughs> Wait, so I should share a win then. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, tell us something that you totally blew it on. Uh, I mean, there's definitely a lot of things. Um, I'm sorry, you'll have to come back to me. Let me let I me could, gather my thoughts. I can share mine. Mine's more of a lesson okay. than a I totally blew it. But yeah. my big lesson for 2021 was about the fact that I brought on a dev freelancer. And while it was good and like it was this learning journey for me of internally kind of going, okay, this is great because when I moved, like I just couldn't keep up with the work. And so it was great having someone else who could do some of the dev work and that was really great. Um, and I kind of started to get into this mentality of maybe I should just be like running the business and, you know, have these devs who can like build the websites and maybe it's time to move into that phase. And I kind of was trying to embrace it and then COVID kind of hit and, you know, the work really dried up and I started to feel like I just had this stress all day of like, how am I going to pay this person? Like, do I have enough work moving forward? I've now got to pay this person plus Sophie plus me. And the stress was really intense. And I was finding that the amount of time I was needing to spend supporting them and like chatting to them and just keeping like things in a good place, I was feeling this massive amount of stress. And then when COVID came and we had lockdown, I decided it was time to kind of um, wrap that up. And then I started working on building websites again and I loved it. And I realized I love building websites. Like I get that I need to Aww. make sure my business functions and maybe at some point I will again bring on another dev. But I think what I realized was the reason it worked when Sophie came on was because I always procrastinated on the design. That was the thing that I found like I liked it, but I equally felt really out of my depth with it. I, I wasn't like a classically trained um, develop, a designer and bringing her on, our quality of work, work went up and I just loved it and it felt great. Whereas outsourcing the dev is the thing I love the most in building websites. And so I think I realized, well, if I'm going to now outsource, I think I want to outsource like some admin or like the stuff that takes time mm -hmm. that I'm not particularly like in love with. And maybe I won't grow as fast in terms of the business, but I think I'm not quite there yet. And it was really, it was this interesting journey where I kind of went into it. I felt stressed by it. I embraced it. I kind of loved it. And then I hated it. And it was this kind of roller coaster journey of me realizing, I don't know that that's where I want to go right now. And maybe I will in the future and maybe it'll be different in the future, but 
Um, it also made me realize if you have a dev on, you need to spend a lot of time checking how they're approaching things, like making sure you've set them up really well so that they're doing it in a particular way that you want things to be done. Um, and then I also realized, you know, I was spending a lot of time chatting and not getting work done. And so, yeah, I just, it was this kind of tricky journey and then realizing, you know, you're like, they're becoming reliant on you and there's that pressure that you want to kind of live up to it. It was, it was a really hard journey for me this year. Um, and I feel like what I learned out of it is, um, maybe I do want to outsource some stuff, but I think at the moment it's not that. Um, and I think I need to work out, you know, making sure that I can just kind of give enough information and then things happen the way that I, I would, if I was building it, then I can come back and like fix stuff. Cause then things would be built in a way that I didn't understand. So then if yeah. I need to fix it, it suddenly became trickier. Um, and you can't rely on that person staying with you forever. So I think, you know. Um, I learned lots of things through it um, and it wasn't all a bad experience, but I definitely have come out of it thinking that's not quite where I want to be. Um, and that was I a learned good, a lot. Good and hard. Going lesson. through staffing. Yeah. That, it was hard. It's, uh, you know, I think as entrepreneurs, we are so built to just figure crap out, you know, like yeah. when a problem arises, we figure it out no matter if it's a design problem or an admin problem or a develop, like whatever it is, we just figure it out. And that's not a trait of all people. Like that's yeah. something really special. I've been thinking about this a lot lately, that that's something really special that we all possess. Not we, us four, we like this community and you guys that are listening. And it was really, it's really difficult for me. I kept giving stuff away off of my plate, you know, like assigning things. And then the dev or the designer or whoever would come back and say, uh, we don't know how to do that. And I was like, so figure it out. Like, go figure it out. And my, uh, my assistant, the one day she was like, but they, they've done it wrong. And I went back and said, no, that's wrong. You know, and then they're like, we don't know how. And I'm like, well, fig she goes, well, you've already paid them. To, they're already doing it wrong. Do you want to pay somebody to figure it out? And I'm like, yes, I would love to pay somebody to figure it out. Like I've already paid them to do it wrong. I would love to pay them to do, get it right. You know? So it's, um, and so Steve is saying, Steve perks, the, I love the figure it out part. Yes, but we can't be the ones figuring everything out. And so how do you hire a person that has that ability? How do you find those people that can, can do that. And, you know, with focus, we've, we've always had staff and people and it's different because we needed like developers and I know how to do that. We need designers and I know how, to, you know, like I know what I want for those very specific roles, but when it came for more like an admin person to help me be more organized or a project person, my head is still struggling a bit with what that role actually means. And because of that, I really screwed up a few times. Like I, I spent a lot of money this past year on people who did not do a good job and were not the right fit, even though I really thought they were going to be, you know, like you did, Sarah, like it's, it's a, yeah. it's a difficult thing. And I, I think and think and think about it. Cause I'm like, I would love to figure this out, like find a, some sort of key to this so that I can help other people not make these mistakes that I've made Yeah, with like, Oh, and 
I, I have tricky it, yeah. because some of it is about personality. Some is about what skill set you're looking for. Like it's going to be individual for every single person, like what you're looking for and finding that exact right person. That's tricky. Like it is. surely check there's out, no kind check, of. Check out the six away. geniuses of work. Um, yeah. Okay. Eric always has some cool thing for this kind it's of stuff. It's great. And I, I really, really like it. I'll buy it and then yeah. I won't read it. <laughs> Uh -huh. He has a quick video. He has a quick video. You can oh, learn it all in like a, a five minute video. It's great. Nice. Cool. Workinggenius.com, it says. So, okay, we'll check. We'll put that in the show notes and check that out. Thanks, Eric. That's a good one. Eric, do you hire or like the staff that you have, like your full time and part time staff? Do you, did you hire most of them or did you sort of inherit them? Um, no, I hired, I hired every, uh, everybody. Um, so. You came in and just fired all of Josh's people. You're that guy. <laughs> no, he just he just really had the one. He just really had one freelancer uh, that was helping, um, and so uh, yeah, yeah. So we're uh, but you know my full time guy Peter, who's amazing. You know, I I was able to hire him, and then uh, got connected with Cam. I think through Focus, um, and uh, yeah. Nice. And Who what about you, Tim? Some lessons. Staffing. Yeah, you got a lesson, Tim? About staffing? Yeah. No, no, about anything. Oh, okay. Well, anything. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, when it comes to staffing, though, I think there's there's a lot of trial and error on, on like, both parts. One is, like, figuring out how good someone is and sometimes you have to kind of you know do a project or two or, or hire them and to figure it out but then also it's like the more you do it you, the, there's lessons that you learn along the way for like helping with the hiring process and figuring out how to identify talent or how to identify the red flags before you hire them and stuff and so i think there's obviously there's things we can do, books we can read, uh, advice we can get from people that have, have been there before us. But everyone's management style and existing skill set and experience is going to be a little different. And sometimes you just have to get in there and and and, and try it. Um, yeah, and, and you figure so, stuff out as you like realize, oh, whoops, I should have approached that a different way. Or I didn't yeah. give them enough information about what I wanted. <laughs> right, exactly. And I think there's also a big difference between hiring a freelancer and then hiring someone to be your team member. And sometimes yeah. you can have people that start as freelancers that transition to your team, but sometimes the personalities don't mesh and it's just, they're never going to work. Whether that's just because they're too much of a like owner operator rather than like a like loyal team member type where they yeah. want to, they're trying to get as much money for their own business as possible. And as long as you can continue feeding them projects, great, but they don't really have that like, uh, team spirit mindset, um, you know, being a team player and stuff. Um, and it's just kind of a personality thing. And so to me, that's probably the the biggest thing because skills you can, you can teach people, obviously you want them to have, you know, at least some level baseline of skills, but like so much can be trained, but like the personality and how well they mesh with the rest of your team, if you already have existing team members, that's the most important thing. Um, and shout out to Carlos. He's one of our moderators. He's one of my support techs. Well, Carlos did not have customer service experience, but he had an amazing attitude and work ethic. And I could see that even before hiring him. So 
me and, and Shafak, who's our other support person, we trained him on everything. And it, he didn't not know anything. Carlos, don't worry, I'm not throwing you under the bus. <laughs> but it was it was more important that he had the yeah. right attitude. You can learn stuff, but you can't really learn attitude. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's something that is a lot more uh, innate um, opposed to... Speaking uh, of Carlos, can we just take a minute to give him a quick shout out? He's one of our loyal moderators in the chat every week. And... He just got his master's degree. He got his master's in international nice. commerce. Yeah. Wow. So nice. that is a huge accomplishment. Congratulations, buddy. And thanks for and, and helping. Carlos, thank you for uh, that help last week with the uh, little Divi overlays issue I was having on one site. It was nothing wrong with Divi overlays, but Carlos, Wait for it. great tech support. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Carlos does an amazing job. Yeah. We we were trying to fire 40 different overlays from buttons on one page. It was a lot. (laughs) (laughs) That's That's quite the effort. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It it works. It works. It was so, but thanks, Carlos. Love it. Good job. That's awesome. Yeah. So I, I guess when it comes to staffing, yeah, focus on someone that you, you like to work with. If, if it's the first person you're hiring, you don't have to worry about meshing with the rest of your team, but make sure they mesh with you. Make sure you like working with them. Um, yeah. yeah. Hire slow, fire fast. <laughs> I was just going to say, but my, I kind of do like hire fast, fire slow. It's more my method. And you don't get it. I've hired, because I used to run a summer camp and every year we had to hire 50 staff. And so I've hired hundreds and hundreds of people Two weeks ago, my uh, pro, my project, my first full-time project manager started on Monday, and I fired her on Wednesday. So <laughs> it's it's when you know, you know. It's hard. Yeah, it, it, and, and that I think that comes with experience because Eric's yeah. managed a lot of people, so he could see that it wasn't a learning curve issue, and that it yeah. was it was something bigger than that, and they were never going to be the right fit. And that's, mm-hmm. yeah. And that's something that I think it, it comes with experience because someone yeah. that has not had that management experience might not have been able to identify it that quickly and yeah. then realize, ah, okay. Uh, this is a situation video. anybody could have. So <laughs> I'm just I'm like, you want to hear failure? Like I got a phone call on, on Wednesday. She was accusing us of stealing her identity and opening uh, trying to use it to open credit cards, but she had just given us her social security number stuff to set up her payroll. And I'm just oh. like, uh, okay, n- bye-bye. Um, so I think anybody would have uh, fired her. But uh, we can definitely learn from that from you. Like, I think for me, like learning to bring someone on because I've only had like Sophie and then one other person, like realizing, okay, I think I need to make a change. It still took me a really long time to feel okay with that because I haven't had that experience of kind of, you know, you feel like you're letting people down and you feel like you're giving someone, you know, hard news. And, but I think, you know, if we can all learn to be a bit more like you, Eric, and kind of. All you're doing is giving them an opportunity to say yes to their next thing. That's a gift. You're giving them a gift. Yeah. <laughs> they may yeah. not feel like that, but you know, I don't really care. I hate fiery people. Yeah, no. The the way I think that it can be helpful to look at it is when you're a business owner, you have to separate yourself, the person, yeah. from the business that you own, yes. and you have to look at your your business as a living, breathing thing. And so you have to do what's best for the business. If someone is dragging 
dragging the ship down, yeah. then that's affecting your livelihood, other employees' livelihood, the clients that you're serving. And yeah. so if it's not a good fit, then yeah, you have to let them go. At the same time, I do see the value in treating your employees like family when they've been loyal, being loyal to them and, and all of that. Um, yeah. But that's not what we're talking about here, obviously. So no, no. Oh, no, no. We, yeah, we, we talk about that some other time, but um, yeah, we've almost like headed into a topic of hiring people, haven't we? <laughs> well, yes. I mean, you know, it's interesting. I just actually opened up our little spreadsheet for our topics because I think that this is some stuff that would be interesting maybe to take into the 2022 season and talk yeah. about some of this. Um, you, you know, like all of us have had you know, building benefit packages and, you know, all of that kind of stuff is stuff you have to figure out. So, and even just the transition from like, I can build a website for this business to now I'm managing a team of people that do have all these different skill sets and personalities. Like that's a completely different world and yeah. it's a totally different skill set. It gets really fun. So every Monday at, at three Eastern, I have a standing meeting with Cam, uh, my VA. And at the end of our meeting, we were kind of recapping some stuff from the whole day. And I said, you know what? Actually, our business had a really good week today. Like when I when I looked across all the things that Cam had accomplished and I was able to do and Peter was able to do and Paulina was able to do, like we did as a team in one day, what would have taken me a week to do on my own. Yeah. So it's kind of cool when you get to the point where you're like, man, our business had a really good week today. Um, so. <laughs> uh, curious, Eric, does it, do you get tired of standing when you're having those meetings? Do you yeah, ever want to just sit down? I like my stand up desk. So, oh, but I get I, really that's the thing with standing meetings, though. It's like, why sometimes you just want to sit down? I know. <laughs> Sorry, so I, I don't have COVID, but I feel like I might have COVID brain. <laughs> no, I was trying to come up with a funnier retort, and I didn't have one. So he just we'll edit this out. First, what at that whole part? Um, Eric, did you have a fail this year? Uh, I hired the wrong goofball. Um, that was yeah. one. Oh, just that one. That's um, crazy. yeah, I. We had a we had a long term client um, who their website was getting you know aged and they were running into more and more problems, and I said, hey, let's just let's redo your website. And they were like, yeah, great. And I was just I didn't do my due diligence to go in and really take a look at stuff. I said, yeah, we could just it'll be real quick. We can we can just you know go in and and update the design and and fix this one thing. Um, to, to make things work better. And since you've been such a great cut client, like I'll, I'll do it for $3,000. <laughs> I lost so much money on that project. It's not even funny. Yeah. Like it's, it's embarrassing. I'm probably close to $4,000 in the hole on it. It oh. was a oh. nightmare of a project. Yeah. The one thing I thought we would fix to make life easier, the way it had been built in the past. There was some a lot of custom uh, PHP, and H it was a lot of customization with WooCommerce in this one plugin, and it took hours. Up, I was working on Thanksgiving, and the day after Thanksgiving, Peter was working. On, like it was, yeah. Oh, that's so, awful. Yeah, so that was a big loss. 
Yeah. Learn my lesson. I learned my lesson. Go in and look more carefully at things. So and surely we've all been there. Like I've definitely had massive losses on projects where I underestimated or even actually a job that I'm about to launch. Like um, I, it's five page website. So I just gave them the standard old price and then the content came through and a content writer had written it and every page was like quadruple the length that a normal oh. page would be. So every page became like a landing page and all of a sudden there's 12 pages and I was like, mm. We, we said five, right? And he's like, oh, I'll pay you more for like the other pages. But I'd already like quoted this standard price per page. So now like these pages are so epic, epic, epic. And I, if I had have seen the content before I gave the price, you know, yeah, wouldn't have been quite so epic. So we've all made those mistakes, I'm sure. <laughs> we have. Yeah. One thing I've learned this year and I'm trying to implement more and more of and take into 2022 is um, better discovery, you know, based on all this stuff, keeping the discovery, either getting paid discovery up front or, um, having it be, uh, something where it's built into the project so that we can then have the change budgets and things like that, um, following for scope changes and all of that, because it is inevitable and it's too easy to have that kind of stuff happen because you just can't, you can't afford to do a deep enough dive well, Eric, that was your own existing client, so that's your fault. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was. But I, I had never really looked into the customers, custom code, yeah. and all that. But yeah, it was. But I had, a, I had another client that we brought on to maintenance and hosting, and I changed after that. Like we now, I now just, ch I charge more if we don't build your site. I charge more for monthly maintenance and hosting, um, and I now charge a minimum five hundred dollars setup because we onboarded a client to maintenance and hosting and their site's a pain in the butt. Yeah. It's tricky. Yeah. We do that all the, like we host, I mean, we maintain all of these sites that we don't build with focus. So it's an adventure. Oh, trust me. This is one of those sites I've seriously thought about. I may just move this over to focus. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> But you learn. I mean, you make mistakes. That's that's you're gonna make mistakes. And what do you do? Well, you learn. You ask yourself, how do I not make this again? It's it's the cost of pain. Educate, like, you know, I spent some money on education this year by making those mistakes. So it's okay. That's true. You can think of it as a paid education, and also like, like you're saying, how do I not make this? Ha let this happen again. I remember. Yeah like a time period where I changed my proposal and contract literally after every single project <laughs> for a, probably a couple years until I finally had this realization where I was like, Hey, I haven't had to update that in a while. Like it was such a good feeling yeah, that I'd like gotten to that point. But like if stuff ha goes wrong, preempt it the next time. Like don't keep doing the same thing. Like it's, it's, you'll get pity for the first one. And then after that, it's just your own fault, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, yeah. we're just about at the top of the hour. Thanks, you guys, for being here with us today. Thanks for being here with us the whole year. We appreciate you. We're so glad to have you in the live chat, especially if you are a regular listener on your podcast app. Come join us for the live sometime. Make it a goal to come one of these weeks and join us in the chat. We'd love to say hello to you. Um, somebody who was it chris 
I think he was in the Facebook. He's watching on Facebook. He said, it's so weird hearing it in one X speed. Because <laughs> this is his first time watching. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So, yeah, probably a little more boring. But anyway, yeah, we'd love to have you. Please, if you're wherever you're listening, give us a thumbs up and uh, shoot us a review if you have a spare minute. That's what that's all we want for the holidays this year, right? Uh, there you go. It's uh, rate slash divvy chat. There it is. Does anybody have any final thoughts they'd like to throw out? Tim, you've been kind of quiet. That's because Tim doesn't make any mistakes, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I was just thinking about it. And, and obviously, there's a lot of mistakes that I've made that I've learned from, but they would take so long to explain because they're so very specific. Because I don't oh. do client work, like you, w right. when you're dealing with clients, it's like so much of the mistakes you make is because of like communication and stuff like that. Stephanie, where you mentioned having to update your uh your contract so many times and stuff like that where because it's like i'm selling products people buy them you know they install them this it's like the the best easily kind of mistake i can talk about would be when we updated all of our products all at once and they broke a bunch of people's sites and it was a big <laughs> lesson that we need to stagger them so that that doesn't happen yeah. uh even though we test our updates for weeks before we release them to customers but but yeah, it's the mistakes I make are not really easily relatable and they're really boring to talk about. So, <laughs> but trust me, I make a lot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anybody, uh, any other final thoughts from you guys, Sarah, Eric? I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm excited that it's Christmas time. I do love that feeling of the year coming to an end and why I'm trying to get all these sites done before Christmas, you know, who knows, but I do love that time of year of being able to kind of reflect. And, and I think it's important to reflect on the positive stuff and realize, cause I think it can, you can weigh heavy on all the mistakes you've made and the things that haven't gone quite right. And, you know, but I think being able to look back and go, well, this stuff has been really good. And compared to the year before, I've actually grown or look at the quality of the work I'm producing or look at your finances or whatever it is. But I think even if it isn't that your revenue's up this year, being able to look back at what has been better is really encouraging to kind of, I think we can get stuck in that place of feeling like, um, we're not growing or we're not getting better or we're not earning more money. But then when you look at it and you look at what kind of sites you were making a year ago, I bet they weren't as good as what you're making now. Right. I'd be really surprised. Or if you hadn't learned how new technical skills since last year, um, I think like being able to reflect on that and go, no, I am growing and I am learning and the stuff I'm producing is better or like whatever it is. I think that's it's a nice time of year to do that, I think. And um, it's worth taking the time and the effort. And I like to do a bit of a journal um, at some point, but I haven't had a chance to do that yet. But I would like to over the Christmas break. After you launch all your million sites. Mm. I think that's really beautiful, Sarah. I think it is important to not get caught up in the moment um, where you're like not seeing the forest for the trees. You're just seeing these yeah. trees in front of you. Oh, it's all these trees, but look how far you've come. You've traveled through this whole forest. So to be able to really see like the growth that you've had and all of that and to take it forward, we won't talk about the R word, Tim, but maybe setting goals for the new year. And uh, I know that 
you know, I've been inspired by you guys to make some changes and to do some different things. How the way Tim always plans, he's such a planner. He's got things mapped out so far in advance. Sarah, what you've done with Profit First and how you're taking that and making it a reality. And Eric, the way you live your personal life, like your work life really supports your personal life and not the other way around. And I really respect that. So I've learned tons from you guys. I know that the listeners have as well, and I appreciate you for it. And here's to having an awesome 2022, everybody. Yeah. Thanks, everyone. Take care. Bye-bye.